Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello there, Pete. Hey, Matt, and hey, everybody. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm excited to uh, kick off this, our first proper podcast episode of uh, the forthcoming S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. Uh, I know I'm excited. Pete, how are you? Excited. <laughs> Let me That's- just... Since you're answering for me, apparently I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's just, if nothing else, an example of the kind of fun that is uh, ahead for us. Uh, Pete, let me start with this. Why have we chosen to do uh, a podcast about the S.H.I.E.L.D. television series? Well, to this point, uh, ABC has greenlit a pilot uh, entitled S.H.I.E.L.D., um, which will uh, bring in the shadowy agency uh, that is glimpsed in the Marvel Universe movies around its superheroes and plans to flesh that out should it go to series. Yeah, and I think it's worth mentioning right now uh, that the pilot has been shot. I think it actually wrapped up in February. There's no order yet. I think it's widely assumed, not just by you know the likes of you and I as we, as we hang out in our palatial podcasting empire, but uh, I think it's just it's assumed across Hollywood that there will be an order. Um, now that said, could could there could there not be? I mean, I think back to the Wonder Woman. Uh, you pilot. read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but that Wonder said, Woman. <laughs> uh, I I think that uh, I mean I guess that actually then just you know gets to the topic of Pete. What is the expected pedigree of this show? Well, uh, I can tell you that uh, Mingna Wen of er and uh what was the one movie she made that was fairly prominent um, the joy luck club yes uh it has been cast um apparently agent colson is in this i don't know if this is back in time i don't know if we're supposed to infer that he really did survive you know the uh seeming uh death in the avengers um, but his name has Greg Clark, I believe that is, has has been thrown out there. Mr. As, Clark Greg I'm sorry. Ha, has been it's, cast. It's as one of those the, situations where you've got two first names. Right. It's always tough for me to keep that in order. Uh, Mr. Clark Greg, who, by the way, is um, is uh, married to. Oh, my goodness. I've totally forgotten her name. Uh, the Dirty Dancing Girl. Jennifer. Um, Gray. Right. Yeah. Yes. Really? He, he's married oh. to her. They have kids oh. together. They've married oh. for you know a number of years, which in Hollywood terms means they're they're you know actually in love. Um, he has been cast as the the headliner or the the top character, and okay. uh, it also has been said uh, clearly by Marvel, ABC, Disney, whatever version of that conglomeration, that this television show takes place after the Avengers. So I think the bottom line is this: the question in our minds. How did that happen? How is that possible? There's your two-hour pilot. If indeed, if indeed it is a two-hour yeah. pilot, it's explaining yeah. that. And let's put it in perspective too. You know, phase two of uh, the Marvel universe. You know, um, kicking off proper with Iron Man three uh, here. You know, I, I guess maybe we say the Avengers was the beginning of phase two although i would consider that the culmination of phase one getting them all together in a film which was you know a a tremendous undertaking in and of itself but between iron man um in may 
between Thor in November, between the uh, Captain America movie set for 2014, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie set in August of 2014, and then the Avengers sequel in uh, May of 2015, clearly this meant to be the TV arm of that empire. Yeah, and I, I think it's a good move. Uh, I think that uh, beyond the the pedigree of the actors, and of course, you know, Joss Whedon directing the pilot, executive producing, all that, the fact that you have this being a Marvel production with all their, um, with all the focus that they have uh, on quality of product, on making sure that the different pieces fit together, the fact that it's ABC, which I think of the four networks, uh, probably has the reputation for the, the, the best quality when you're stretching for ambition, the fact that they're now both owned by Disney, which paid a lot of money to get Marvel and is really keen on having all their different parts work together, unlike, say, a Time Warner where it's like, what, there's a Smallville TV series where there's a guy who plays young Superman? Who should we get to play Superman in the Superman movie? Some other guy. Like, there's not that going on at Disney. They're keenly aware that the company fundamentally needs the different creative people to work together and when that happens the business follows the bit the money gets made when the when these creative people are allowed to synergize not not compete against each other that is what has me most excited about uh, about this show and pete how is it that we are going to uh how are we going to cover the show or, or what even better? What are we going to do between now and whenever the show comes out? We don't know. Does it come out in September? Does it come out in October? Does it come out in, in January? Does it never come out? I don't know. What's our plan? Well, between now and then, whenever then the show airing is, our plan is to look back, wink, wink, at uh, the Marvel films uh, that currently populate this universe between the Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, and uh, the Avenger films. By not the way, to I... mention their, I'm sorry, not to mention, um, you know, their little uh, one shots that they have done as well, which are, are part and parcel. Yeah, in fact, as a side note, before I make my little joke here, for for you out there, and, and indeed, Pete, for you, if you haven't seen on the Avengers, uh, I don't know if it's on the DVD, I saw it on the Blu-ray, I'm assuming it's on both, there's the one shot entitled, I think it's Item 47. Yes. That was what, I, I don't know to what degree that was done in mind with, with a, a TV show in the Marvel Universe in mind. I watched that knowing that there was going to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. show, you know, like, meaning when I saw it, the S.H.I.E.L.D. show was already announced, at least as a pilot. And that's when I said, I get it. I get it how you can do kind of an NYPD Blue, X-Files, Men in Black type thing taking place in the Marvel world that doesn't require Bob Downey in a computer-generated suit fighting mark ruffalo motion captured as a big green guy like i get how you can do a smaller story that's funny that's interesting where you're rooting for these people but that doesn't need to be sam jackson walking out and saying you know you know can i talk to you about the avengers initiative (laughs) like how it doesn't need to be right oscar nominees on screen nonstop in a 200 million dollar movie to go oh i get this this is interesting 
I mean, let's not make any bones about it. This show is ripe to be a hit whenever they choose to put it up. It's just the creative investment they want to put forth into this. The Joss Whedon is involved in this, um, you know, speaks to that. Um, And I'm sure their plan is much further down the road than what they have, you know, stated publicly. Um, But you can absolutely do this. Um, you know, you can you can drop in mentions to the characters again. You know, let's assume for a moment it comes on in the fall. You know, you've you've had Iron Man three come out, and whatever events that affect that larger universe can be reflected there. Not to mention, you get the Thor movie in November, which they can then build up to. And you know, oh, when we go on hiatus in November, and then we come back, uh, you know, in January. Oh. Man, I'm glad Thor saved us that time. You know, boy, that sure was scary when the <laughs> the Thor bad guy invaded that place that he did in the Thor movie. Right. Not to mention sowing the seeds. You know, for those films. You know, again, it, it's going to be a hit. All that remains is you know the details. I mean, speaking of Disney, speaking of of Star Wars, I feel like we were just talking about Disney and Star Wars recently. Um, <laughs> that's a little inside podcast joke, people, because we just recorded something else. Um, look, I remember when I was about 13 or something, that's when the first of the Star Wars novels came out, and it was kind of the, the notion of the extended universe, this counted. Expanded. Expanded, absolutely. Expanded, extended. It's all It's all beautiful. It's all just, it, it flows around us and through us. It binds the galaxy together. Well, um, Matt, one means to uh, widen, the other means to uh, make longer. And, yeah, I think that's important. Um, either way, well, you know, the idea Making of the... longer. The idea of the extended universe was to make longer. Expanded universe. The idea of the, the, the extended universe was to make longer George Lucas's bank account. Um, but anyhow, on the one hand, it was great that there was this larger universe the flip side was it was there was this very careful control of oh oh, we can't let anything slip into somewhere that we might possibly go and i know that there's the whole holocron or whatever it is in the star wars universe where somebody keeps track of is this a level or b level or double b level or c plus level yes but that is that has since that's all over the place that has essentially spilled all on top of you know the table and you know there is very little regard um for that anymore i think disney and marvel are aiming to be on the far prudent side here and to very carefully control absolutely uh, much like star wars that was the plan um you know but then you had a backstory for boba fett and then lucas changed that in the movie because the movies are different from the books and the inherent danger here too being you know how many years of comic book culture do we have surrounding the superheroes and then the organization of shield so there there is a danger here to that um but within the film universe uh for these particular movies let's not forget there was a captain america movie in the 90s um you know, there has been a a Incredible Hulk movie previously that's not included with this group. And let's remember, too, Matt, that you and I and, uh, you know, podcasting pal JPR sat in 
um, you know, a uh, New York Comic Con, um, you know, uh, presentation uh, with uh, Clark Gregg, where yes. a Hulk show coming to ABC was teased, and that was before Avengers came out. So they have changed tact there, albeit they didn't film anything. I, I think that because I believe his name is Kev, Kevin Fage or Fage, yeah. Um, yeah. he's the guy who's been in charge of making sure all these pieces line up. Yes. And I mean, it shouldn't look, look where 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 Star Wars got a little off track with that whole issue was the fact that on the one hand they were so eager to milk the cash cow that you know it's novels it's comic books it's role-playing game guides and they all need to, to fit in there the marvel cinematic universe is much 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 smaller as wonderful as it is how many marvel movies are there out now six or seven um the tv show obviously isn't going to be dealing with the guardians of the galaxy going to the planet blah 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 there's just going to be some you know it, could you have a little nod or a wink? Sure. But on a week-in, week-out TV schedule, that's not what they're going to be doing. Similarly, are they going to be dealing with you know, wh- whatever the Loki attacks the entire world and d- destroys part of Manhattan, whatever that is for Avengers 2? S.H.I.E.L.D.'s going to be there, you know, trapped in the basement kind of thing. They're, they're not going to be out there, you know, shooting at, at the expensive computer bad guys. So I think that there's... There's the opportunity to continue this universe with the Shield TV show without it kind of getting out of hand, being like, you know. And I mean, look, they have that up front. They have it up front saying, "Hey, the star of the show is the guy who died." So you're immediately going, "Wait, that doesn't make sense." And they're, you know, surely their answer is, "Well, here's yeah, tune in and find out why. Find out that the the saddest moment in any of these movies." Find out how how that fits into everything. Find out how how we can win you back. This guy is still alive, so I'm excited right. about the Shield television show. And we'll be right there uh, watching it when it comes through. Yeah, and uh, I'll just repeat again: we definitely, you know, we will be periodically updating this podcast feed, not only with, as you mentioned, Pete, uh, kind of looking back at the Marvel movies, but you know, if there's some sort of breaking show news. You know, even if it's just, hey, the show got picked up. Hey, there's a premiere date. We'll hit that sooner than not. We're not going to commit to monthly, weekly, bi-weekly type thing because, you know, we're recording this on March 24th. Maybe tomorrow they announce that the series has been picked up. Maybe it's two months from now. Maybe whatever. So you can uh, constantly be checking back, uh, you know, or you know, stay subscribed to this podcast feed. And uh, we'll get you the news as soon as it happens. For sure. So with that, I'll just remind everyone you can say hello to us on Twitter at FantasticGeek. That is fantastic with a PH. You can send an email to FantasticGeek at gmail.com. And uh, Pete, I look forward to uh, getting into more S.H.I.E.L.D. As, uh, as news rolls out. You got it. All right. Then I will just say adios, everybody. Bye-bye.